0: So, I'm Tom Dealer with good old MTG Radio, and we have the one and only Trick Jarrett of Mana Nation with us. Howdy. You say howdy? Yeah. So, do, I thought I was the only person that said howdy.
1: Howdy is the only proper way to, to greet people.
0: That's, this is unfair. Okay. So, Started off easy, Start off simple. How did you start Mana Nation and why?
1: Well, I was getting back into the game and I had uh, just recently left my job in the comedy club. I was managing the night manager for it. Uh, and I, one of my friends was getting into video production and I was just tossing around the idea I was like hey and at the time I actually didn't know Evan was doing the magic show so I thought that I was I was tired of listening to the audio podcasts about magic so I decided hey I'll do a video one and I started doing it and I at the time I was like okay I don't know enough about magic I'm just getting back into it I need a pro to be the you know the co-host and I reached out to antonino de Rosa who grew up in Orlando and went to college here uh, but he wasn't any longer here. He had moved on, but he put me in contact with my ex co host Lee Stett, and uh, things got rolling from there.
0: That's definitely awesome. So, you are a comic? I, I do improv comedy. You do? Mm-hmm. Are you good? Yes. Okay, so there's a bear and a clown in the room. What's the funniest thing to say? The Jew. Okay, so we're an EDA-centric podcast. Do you play EDH? I do. I have
1: a, a Ural deck with me right now. Okay, so you play Ural. Um, I also have a Vampire and a Goblin, but I didn't bring those. I only brought Ural with me.
0: Alright, thank you. You kind of saved yourself there. I'm not a fan of playing against Ural. It's good. It's really good.
1: That's the reason I built it. My other two are purely Vorthos, like thematic. Not, And, and unfortunately, the EDH at Cool Stuff is very, um, very aggressive, very competitive. So I, I found less enjoyment playing them with my, you know, non-competitive decks. So Ural's my first venture into competitive EDH, and I did air quotes, which you all can clearly hear.
0: Definitely. Well, they're the best things to hear. Air quotes, like air high fives are fun. Yes, absolutely. That, that's also great. Yeah. So... Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. All right, so, question. Just sort of, so you know those stupid Geico commercials with the guy and his cell phone rings that ring ding 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 do What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I... I find generic ringtones and comedic ringtones be especially annoying because right? a ringtone is meant for one purpose, to notify the person who has the phone that they need to pay attention to it, not to notify the room of how interesting you are as a person. And
0: it doesn't make you interested, it just makes you sound more annoying. It's like, wow, you're buying into that? Really? Yeah. Same with, do you remember ringback tones where you call someone and you to listen to a song? Yes. You're so awesome because I have to listen to Boom Boom How for a
1: minute now. But it's oh so much better than, you know, listening to the, the dull ring. I think they should instead uh, do ringback stand-up comedy and run things like, uh, you know, George Carlin, uh, you know, any of these other great stand-up comedians, and you should be forced to listen to their comedy while you're waiting to be answered. But
0: then it wouldn't be forced; you'd be glad to. You would actually hope people wouldn't pick up. Well, you can be,
1: you can enjoy something you're forced to do.
0: Okay, so why should people go to manination.com?
1: Uh, it's the Ultimate Magic website. While we don't aim to be a star city, we don't have pros writing for us regularly. We do on occasion. We're, we're aimed at more of the newly competitive or the uh, new to the game. Uh, we really focus on teaching and bringing along the, the less competitive players. Uh, we also reach out to casual. I have two writers who regularly cover EDH on Tuesdays. Uh, we, we cover spoilers a great deal. We've broken a number of them in the recent years, uh, and of course, uh, Iraq. So you need to come in and pay attention to what we do. We also have two excellent web comics going right now. We also have two <laughs> excellent web comics running. We have Tapped, which is a, a very cinematic comic book style. I'm a fan. Yeah. And then we have XMTG, which is my homage to XKCD. I say homage. Maybe we'll consider it a blatant ripoff, but. Uh, it's an homage because I recognize and, and admit frequently on this site that it's a ripoff of XKCD. X, okay,
0: so um, some some other basic magic questions. What's your favorite card?
1: Uh, my favorite card ever is a horrible, horrible creature from a Mirage block called Catacomb Dragon.
0: What does that do, sir?
1: <laughs> it's a 4-4, four, four, and whenever it blocks a creature, that creature's power is halved. That sounds like fun. It's fun, but it's not...
0: Well, my favorite card is Jareth, Leon, and Titan, so I know how you feel.
1: Yes. (laughs) Clearly, we we are akin. Definitely. So how
0: did you even get into Magic? Uh,
1: I started Magic back when I was in school, um... My mom worked at the school I was going to, so I got there early, and I would just go to my uh, first period teacher's class, and her son would be in there playing around, and he and his friends started playing Magic, and that was how I first got into it. I've since played and quit multiple times. Uh, in college, I worked at a game shop during uh, in Kamigawa, and Ravnica. That would
0: cause me to quit, too.
1: <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I just, I played chess growing up, and Magic was just a more flexible, more creative uh, stretch of that, that side of the brain. More colorful, and depending on when you started, it could have been prettier looking, unless it was in the
0: beginning, because those cards didn't look good.
1: Yes. The the early art, if you actually, you actually will find out, like Cockatrice, the art is actually from Dungeons and Dragons. The art for the early first edition Dungeons and Dragons. And even though Wizards of the Coast was separate from TSR at the time, they, they did take a number of early art pieces from that. And plus we just didn't have the, the nurturing environment that encouraged artists to be capable of doing what they what they are doing. So, uh, just to let you know,
0: Trevor and Sally are playing an EDH game, and everything just erupted. So, yes. Anyways, what's your favorite format? And you have to say EDH.
1: EDH? What's your actual favorite format? Uh, it's tough to say. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the competitive side of the game. I like Standard just because it's the uh, most frequently played. I don't have much experience with the Eternal formats. I, I haven't really ventured into them. Uh, casual format that EDH is clearly my favorite
0: that's that's definitely really cool to hear so um, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners maybe
1: a nice little extra plug for Nation.com? well you insist I insist uh, you know Nation.com has been around since 2007 we're an up and coming site quickly growing we just recently had a record setting day uh, for uh, Rise of the Eldrazi spoilers uh, most traffic ever you, you did get a really good spoiler which will be an
0: EDH staple
1: Carded. the clear gifts I'm giving homage was uh, uh, quite a nice surprise uh, we've been, we've, it's, it's good we've been on a hot streak since vampire Nighthawk I mean, we've come a long way from Pedar Parasite and uh, vampire is a so uh, yeah no that, that, I had to sit on that card for a week I wasn't allowed to tell really? about it how was that it's tough you know like, I, I I made clear with the PR contact that I work with with for Wizards. I was like, look, I need the card early because I have to put the episode together. I, I have to put the episode together, and so I have to know how to, you know, what I'm gonna do, have the time to edit it, make sure nothing goes wrong. And uh, so yeah, I get in on Monday, I'm not allowed to spoil it till Friday, and I just have to sit on it and not tell anyone how amazing this new gift I'm given is. And it's possibly the most torturous thing I do in my life.
0: That would be a kill for me. I, I don't think I could do it. It'd be like if someone gave me like Kozlek Butcher Truth a week early and said you can't tell anybody about this, it'd be on MDD Salvation in two hours. It's, it's
1: three, three hours. It's tempting. It's very tempting. But when you run the site like Mana Nation, there, there is truly a major benefit to having that car spoiled on the site. And if it gets spoiled early, there's no one else to blame. So I would A, be burning my bridge for all future spoilers. Which is true. And B, I would be punishing myself for the immediate future because it shows up my MC Salvation, I get no benefit from it. But it shows up my Man Nation, I'm clearly punished and uh. not going to be, be getting anything, any cooperation from Wizards in the future. So uh, there's definite motivation for me to behave.
0: And then um, a question I'm probably going to be asking a lot of people. What do you think Razi Eldrazi's impact is going to be on EDH? From what we've seen so far,
1: it, it's looking more EDH than Worldwake was, which was interesting because Ken Nagel was the lead designer on Worldwake and he's a huge EDH fan. I
0: know, we got Terracidon, we got Rexio, we got Thadda Adele, which is beastly if you haven't tried her. A lot of things came from there.
1: Yeah, but I think there's going to be more in Rise of the Eldrazi. First off, Worldwake is small stuff. So Rise of the already got a card advantage there. Plus, Rise of the Eldrazi is clearly aimed at having big fatties rolling on the table. Gotta love the fatties. Yes. yeah. You know, Clearly, that's the right choice here.
0: Yeah, so... The card recently spoiled is seven colors destroy
1: all colored permanents. All is dust. All is dust. That's going to get annoying fast. I don't think it's going to be out of control. Seven. Is, seven seems. You know, some people say it's too high. Some people say it's too low. People are concerned with Eye of U- Ugin and the uh, Eldrazi Temple, but I don't think that it's going to become unreasonable. It's just another board clear that's uh, harder to cast. I mean, you're talking basically about a three card combo to make that card reasonable to cast. Yeah. It's in, a day. in EDH it's clearly going to become more powerful because it'll be in all the decks EDH you regularly hit 7 mana you have to hit 7 mana and if it's, it yeah. so yeah the card will definitely need heavy consideration in the EDH as a universal board sweep. but we know that EDH is a popular
0: format to wreck unless they're going to like standardize it and personally if they try and do that i'll be against it
1: i was just joking with sheldon about the idea of a sharding edh into standard edh extended edh and stuff like that he just about punched me in the gut i just i think we're safe from that happening
0: well thank the lord so that was trick Jarrett from Great site. I'm a fan. Trevor's a fan. Even Sally's a fan. Uh, So this has been uh, Tom from MTG Radio, and thank you so much for tuning in.